This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Tom Kelly in for Hugh today. Time to talk some football here. We'll get to the Philly stuff coming up in about 15 minutes. But right now, we go out to the guest line, and we are joined by Seth Joyner. By the way, Seth will be at Buffalo Wild Wings 9701 Roosevelt Boulevard in Philadelphia tonight from 5 to 7 for a Bud Light Football Fest. Go say hi and talk some Eagles, which we'll do right now with Seth Joyner. How are you doing today, Seth? Seth, you there? All right, we'll put Seth yeah. there. Oh, there he is. Seth, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. Bet Parks, let's go. Let's do it. Got it. Of course. And, um, and of course, uh, Seth, you're sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks Sportsbook app. Win your first $10 bet and get $125 in sports bonus bets. Must be 21. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Seth, let's talk about this Eagles team here. 2-0, and but they haven't seemed to play their best football yet. When you look at them, what stands out to you the most right now is, is what they have to clean up. Well, I mean, they've got to be, they've got to become more explosive on the offensive side of the football. There's no doubt about it. Um, that's where they were last year. I think that's what made them so dominant. You know, they complemented each other on both sides of the ball last year with a dominant defense and an explosive offense. And um, I listened to that <clears throat> that clip that you just had on a little while ago about you know Jaws saying that he doesn't think that Jalen Hurts is seeing and processing and reading the defense. Um, I don't disagree with much that Jaws say, says, but I disagree with that because uh, to imply that he's not reading and not processing um, would imply that he can't read defenses. You know, And I may be wrong in that assessment, but I know how the minds of the Philadelphia fans actually work when they hear something like that. Um, the problem is you can't say that he processed well and he made great decisions last year, and all of a sudden he rolls into this season and he doesn't know how to do it. That's nonsensical. Let's give some credit where credit is due. Bill Belichick and his protege, Brian Flores, came up with great plans to pressure Jalen to speed up his clock and show him things and be able to disguise things in a way that confused not only him, but you heard Jason Kelsey talk about how they were confused in their blocking schemes. So therein lies the problem, and it's early in the season, and you need time to see these new things that that, that defenses are trying to do to Jalen in order to come up with a plan for how you're going to rectify it and how you're going to solve it. Well, Seth, a lot of concern so far this season has surrounded Jalen the way he's played, and picking up back off what you just uh, said there, what do you make of the way Jalen's played through these first two games? Are you more you know concerned, or are you encouraged by the way he's kind of found solutions as these games went on, especially the Minnesota game? And listen, he's struggled, but I think every year you're going to face, you know, 
some unique challenges and some differences in, in how things operate. You got a new offensive coordinator where I'm sure that, you know, the system is the same, but I'm sure that Brian Johnson wants to implement some things, you know, into his offense that might not have been present last year. So there's new challenges every year. But I think that, you know, yeah, he's struggling. I'm not defending the fact that he's played subpar the last two games and compare, compared to how he played last year. But I do believe that, you know, the defenses have a, 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 a lot to say in how he's played. And there has to be adjustments on the coaching staff and Jalen and how they're playing, what they're seeing, and how quickly, you know, they can make in-game adjustments. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Seth, you've been around the game a long time. You've seen a lot of different great players, played with a lot of great players, and certainly have watched the wide receivers over the years. And a lot of them, you know what, they have egos, and they want the football. And that, that's a good thing a lot of times. What did you make of the A.J. Brown thing on the sideline last week? Is, is that something that just happens, or do you think there's something there the Eagles have to get calmed down? Because A.J. was upset during the Giants' playoff game. They calmed it down. He was upset last Thursday. They seemed to calm it down. What, what do you make of the whole thing where A.J. was demonstrative on the sideline and Nick had to come over? Well, I asked you the question, what was the common denominator in the Giants playoff game and what was the common denominator, you know, that you saw last week? The, the offense was struggling and, you know, the game was hanging in the balance, so to speak. And A.J. Brown felt like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm one and Devontae Smith is 1A or however you want to look at it or both of them are ones, you know, I need to get the ball because I can help affect the game. Now, he's got to go about it in a much better way because there's, video cameras and, and, and you're all over the all over the, the, the stadium and they're looking for things like that. You know, there's nothing can that can divide a team more than, you know, something like that. But I don't think that, that, that there's a problem between Jalen Hurts and and AJ Brown in the least little bit. He just wanted the ball. He wanted to be a part of why they were finding a solution to why the offense was bogged down rather than saying, Okay, you just you're acting like I'm not out here, you know I'm your top, top, you know, wide receiver. I should be getting the ball. I should be getting eight to ten targets a game. And if I'm not getting them, then he's not going to be happy about it. You know, I, I guarantee that AJ Brown um, regrets the fact that he approached it that way. But you know, football is a highly emotional game, and I had coaches that used to tell me all the time, "Whatever we say and do on Sunday doesn't count because it's Sunday. It's in the it's in the emotion of the moment." And um, you know, we may say some things, we may do some things, but that's not indicative of actually where we are. Well, Seth, looking at the other side of the ball, I, I think it's safe to say you weren't the biggest Jonathan Gannon fan. Uh, what do you what do you make of the job Sean Desai's done uh, so far in two games as the Eagles' defensive coordinator? Hey, listen, I, it's, it's hard to argue with you know how much they've turned the ball over. It's one thing that they didn't do in droves last year, and I know that you know it, it comes in in bunches, but they are turning the ball over at an extremely high clip. Um, the other thing is, uh, I like his aggressiveness, you know, on first down, you'll see, you know, some run blitzes to take, take gaps and make sure, you know, that you can get the run, run game under control. The Philadelphia Eagles as a team last year ranked 17th or 18th, giving up 121 yards 
a game a game on the ground. Um, they've got to get that under control. Um, but for the most part, I like what I see. And, you know, I think he's kind of handcuffed a little bit because when you lose your starting slot corner, lose your starting, you know, left corner, and your starting safety, you know, that presents some problems when you got a bunch of young guys on the field and you're not sure how they're going to react and what they're going to do. And you could see as the game progressed last week, they played well early, and then Minnesota made some adjustments and really began to take advantage of their youth in the second half of that football game. We're talking to Seth Joyner here on the Midday Show at his weekly spot. Seth, how good are the Cowboys, specifically their defense? I know they've played a couple of uh, teams that aren't great so far. The Giants are probably more mediocre. The Jets with Zach Wilson, not a good offense at all. But they've been dominant. I mean, they've only allowed 10 total points in the two games. How good is this Cowboys team specifically on defense? Well, let's give them a little medicine that they tried to give us last year, you know, with the easiest schedule in the National Football League last year. And everybody all year long want to talk about, oh, but who would the Eagles beat? You know, they're playing all these powder puffs. Well, come on. You know, you beat two powder puffs in New York, the Jets and the Giants, and guess what? They got a third one lined up this week against the Cardinals. So let's let's see what they look like when they line up against San Francisco. Let's see what they look like when they line up against Miami. Um, and then let's talk about it. But it's easy to beat up on inferior teams and talk about how great you are. You know, play somebody that, that's going to be in your way of advancing in the playoffs. And let's let's see what they look like then. I'm not buying the hype. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. They're, they're like Slep Rock. They've got that cloud hanging over their head with that lightning bolt ready to strike at any moment. They will do what they normally do and fall apart at some point. Yes, Seth, and just one more on the defense. Obviously, the Eagles have gotten some good play on the interior of that defensive line. Uh, what have you thought of the play of Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter so far this year? I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, all four of those guys have played extremely well, and I think that what you're seeing is a guy like Jalen Carter and all the attention that he's getting, he's an inspiring competition across the board, and I know that's one of the things that Nick Sirianni actually likes is competition. But, you know, when you're the young guy on the block and you've got, you know, perennial all-pro and, and Fletcher Cox and you've got a third-rounder in Milton Williams and you've got a 13th overall pick last year in Jordan Davis and all the talk is the number nine pick this year, um, if that doesn't well up something competitive inside you to play and get your name out there, then something's wrong with you. So I think, you know, Jordan's played well. Jalen's played well. Fletcher, you know, has flashed in a lot of different areas. And even – even Milton Williams has played well. So I, I think that, you know, the Eagles are in a good position um, as far as, um, you know, the defensive tackle position is concerned. All four of those guys, have, in my opinion, have played outstanding. We just got to get those guys on the edges, you know, to ramp it up. Josh Sweat started a little bit last week. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how much Hassan's hand is, is, is hurting him and how much um, and what's really going on with Nolan Smith. But, um, BG probably needs to get some more playing time out there. We've got to ramp up the, the pressure from the outside because we're definitely getting the push up the middle. Yeah, it has been good inside so far, no question. Seth, we appreciate it. We'll check We'll check in again next week and talk. And Seth tonight at Buffalo Wild Wings, 9701 Roosevelt Boulevard in Philadelphia from 5 to 7 for a Bud Light football fest. Come on out and say hi to Seth. Seth, thank you. Uh, enjoy the event tonight, and we'll, we'll check in next week. You got it, man. Take care. There we go. Seth Joyner there. A lot of interesting stuff there. I mean, clearly he doesn't think Hurts is not seeing the defense. He, he disagreed with Jaws. Yep. I also thought, you know, he did say it, he doesn't think it's a big deal, but he referenced that the A.J. Brown, kind, that stuff, right, that, that 
kind of idea of a receiver upset, that could tear apart a team. I mean, we've seen it here in Philadelphia firsthand. Yeah, and again, like that wasn't something that surprised me. We did bold predictions a few weeks ago. That was one of mine. I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. But it did happen fast. Yeah. Right. I mean, and not. I mean, I put that more in AJ Brown than anything else. Like, dude, you're winning the game. Like, you just got to deal with some nights going to be not going to be your night. But yeah, these are things that that winning teams need to deal with that kind of crop up over time, and they're going to need to figure it out. But I have full confidence that with the culture they have in the locker room, Nick Sirianni kind of calling the shots, they'll figure it out.